Welcome to Cat Talk Radio with your host, Molly DeVos. Molly is a cat expert and certified feline training and behavior specialist. With her expertise and her guests, you'll learn how to interpret and control behavior issues with your cat, how to entertain and converse with them, and keep up on the latest feline news around the world. Now, here is Molly DeVos. Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to Cat Talk Radio with us today. I'm your host, Molly DeVos, and today we're going to do another episode at the suggestion of our friend Kim Pierce. She says, or what she suggested is, cat tales, what cats are saying with those flicks and swishes. And she also said, when you mentioned on the quiz show how many bones they have in their tails, it got me to thinking of all the ways they seem to talk to us and each other with their tails. So let's get started with this tale of cattails. But first, let me express my sincere gratitude and appreciation for my handsome husband and sidekick, Dewey Vaughn, for joining us today. <laughs> yay, 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 and the crowd goes wild. Whoa, yay. <laughs> you are the star. <laughs> no, I'm not. I you am so are. far from any kind of stardom. <laughs> For sure, for sure. Hello, everybody, and thank you for listening to our podcast. And we really appreciate all the support that you're doing for us. And wow, my love, I tell you, you talk to me about your tail. Oh, my gosh, I like talking to you about your tail, too. <laughs> we're not talking about my tail. We're talking about cat tails. Oh, I'm and sorry. Got the, off in the wrong direction going And there. not the reeds in the water, either. Yeah. These are like feline tails. Yay. <laughs> so, you know, last feeling. week. I'm sorry, go ahead. I said, how are the feline feeling when they yeah. squish and flick their tail? That's what we're talking about. There we go. All right. So I do remember last week uh, during the quiz, uh, you were saying uh, something about tails that stuck with me. One of it was you asked me what it meant when the tail was held in a question mark and what percentage of cat's bones are in the tails. Those are two questions that kind of stood out to me. Uh, it was interesting to learn that 10% of the cat's tail or 10% of the bones were in the cat's tail. I didn't realize that that mm -hmm. was so significant. So um, I had a question to follow up with that. So if 10% of the bone is in the tail and a cat's tail is cut off, is it off balance? <laughs> it actually can be. Since cat's tails are used primarily to communicate and for balance, you know, if they're not born without a tail or the tail wasn't removed when they're really young, it could absolutely mess up their balance for a while till they, you know, got used to it. Like anything yeah. else, blind cats really acclimate, deaf cats really acclimate, three-legged cats acclimate. So they'll eventually acclimate to it, just like people do. But definitely they could have balance issues for the first little bit. Wow. And, you know, as Kim points out, there are so many ways cats seem to talk with their tails. I mean, really, you know, mm -hmm. you kind of see attitude. You kind of see, you know, just from a novice. Catitude. We call that catitude. Yeah, catitude <laughs> stuff. You know? Catitude. I mean, uh, I, you know, I only know a few things, but I'm sure you kind of know it like sign language. You know, there's lots of things that cat is, cat is trying to say. She has some specific questions, though, for you. Let's start with one of these. Uh, what does it mean, she says, they look at birds out the window and flick and 
flick the tip of their tail back and forth quickly. Is it anticipation of getting the bird? Question mark. Letting off pent up energy? Question mark. Telling you to go away. They're busy right now. Question mark. <laughs> <laughs> I'm busy catching birds. Would you go away? <laughs> go away. <laughs> Don't ruin this for me. <laughs> well, Kim's right. You know, the, a cat's tail is probably the most expressive body part or body language a, a cat has. And interestingly enough, you know, if you think about it, in the wild, they don't really verbally talk to one another. They communicate with each other with body language. And that makes sense because they stay far away from one another because they're so territorial and body language can be seen from far distances. And they're, and they're so sensitive to subtle differences in one another's body language. And especially how that tail is acting and being held and how it's moving and what it looks like. A tail is, it's, it's almost like the billboard announcing how the cat feels to the world. Or like you said, sign language. It's kind of like a, a silent language for cats to communicate with you. Hadn't thought about that. Well, if it's, if it's ASL for people, hmm, maybe it's CSL. We develop a CSL chart for cat's tails, <laughs> body language. <laughs> so... So when a cat's tail is flicking at the window, looking at prey, it could be several things, but most likely it's excitement, right? And it could mm. also be a little bit of frustration at not being able to get at the prey. You know, that that does result in the pent-up energy, like she says, but it's really more frustration is, is the feeling that's happening there. It's like, I want to get out there and get it, but I know this glass is here. Last time I tried, I hurt my nose, and dang it, that tail's flicking. But, you know, tail flicking can have a variety of, of meanings, you know. Our friend Blue, who was a foster of ours, adopted by some some friends here, he flicks his tail almost all the time. But Blue, unfortunately, is a victim of some pretty severe abuse in his life. He was picked up on the streets because he could hardly walk. He wasn't really using one leg. And they on x-ray, they found that he had buckshot in him and uh, some of it was in the legs and hind end which they were able to get out but then there was buckshot up by the spine that was just inoperable and so since then i mean one of the legs were amputated and we fostered blue for a long time and then our friends adopted him and over time that buckshot that is lodged in there next to the vertebrae has grown scar tissue and he's in pain and it was one of the early detection signs the tail flicking was one of the early detection signs for us all to know I said you know that looks like discomfort to me so he flicks in plain some flick their tails in contemplative thoughts you know you can almost see a cat trying to decide should I jump up on that counter or not and the tail flicks as they sort out these choices and options in their mind so as they're contemplating things they'll flick and it so it could be excitement it could be contemplation it could be um it could be pain and it could be frustration so it really could be a lot of different things wow that's a that's a whole lot of information all on its own so kim has another question about tail flicking and so she writes our cat Coco also does the tail flicking when we get ready for pre-dinner 
pray play, which that makes sense. I ask who wants to play and wow, <laughs> immediately the cats go to go to work and the tail flicks start. And then I throw bits of dry food for her to catch. When I'm ready for to toss another piece, I'll say, are you ready? And I get the same little tail flick. This is one of our favorite games. She is the excitement also or a different meaning. Uh, is this also excitement or different meaning? Sorry. Um, it's definitely excitement for prey play, although what she's describing is not really prey play. It's what I call treat toss. So yeah. prey play is when, you know, you move a wand toy like prey and they stalk it and they pounce it and they catch it and they deliver a kill bite to that toy on the end. And and their tail, you know, could be tail flicking involved with that and it would mean excitement. But I find when you're doing actual prey play, the tails seem to be more more rigid and still. Sometimes you get a little, you know, slow movement, but they're really primarily still, which would kind of make sense to me in the wild because, you know, they wouldn't want the prey to see them moving in the bushes. So they're probably not going to be flicking their tails real crazy. You know, if they're in a bush behind, you know, behind a bird, they're going to be really, really, really still. Like you've seen Pico, he just kind of freezes as soon as he sees something. But treat toss is, is you know, it can be kind of similar. It's excitement and anticipation. You know, it's like, oh boy, here we go, treat toss, yay! But, you know... With a tail, you really need to take all the other body parts into consideration to get the full meaning. If I see a tail flicking in the shelter along with dilated eyes and growling, that means frustration at being stripped of choices and trapped in a kennel and you know not being able to explore or leave at will. Cats really hate to be confined. And you know, and it might mean that cat is getting ready to strike at me. You know, but if you're doing treat toss, then it's excitement. The eyes might still be dilated, but the whiskers will be forward in arousal as opposed to back with a frustrated cat in the shelter. So each part of a cat should really be looked at like a piece of a puzzle that you put together to get the whole picture and the whole message. Wow. Okay. That That's a lot to process also. <laughs> <laughs> then, then Kim asks, what about... What does it mean when a cat holds his tail straight up in the air? That's a good question. Well, there's a, I have a story about when I really saw the most, I see it all the time now, but really the first time this was obvious in a big area. I officed in a building in Dallas that no longer exists and it had showrooms, like furniture showrooms. And at the end was a big furniture showroom and they had a young cat that lived in the showroom. And this cat would walk along, you could see it walk for, you know, 30, 50 feet at a time. So this was very obvious, right? And so she would walk by and her tail would be kind of horizontal to the floor or down. And then she'd get by a piece of furniture and the tail would go straight up. And she'd rub against the furniture and then it would go back down. And then she'd get by a person and the tail would go straight up and then it would go back down. And I, you could just watch that cat walk around this showroom and that tail go up and down and up or down. And every time it got next to something it liked, that tail went straight up. 
you know, watch your cat. We see it in Pico all the time. I, I see it, you know, with cats that I go to meet in people's homes. You know, watch your cat the next time it walks across the room towards you. That tail might be horizontal to the floor, you know, for balance or maybe even feelings of trepidation. And then when it gets next to you or within about a foot, that tail shoots straight up in the air. It's really cute. <laughs> <laughs> so are you saying... A horizontal to the floor tail means the cat is feeling fear, anxiety, or maybe even apprehension? Yes, it can. And um, and the farther closer down to the floor the tail is, the, that's indicating the more fearful the cat is. But there are, there are body postures, all right, which include the activity of the cat, the, the body position, the overall body position, is it laying on its side? Is it crouched down in a loaf position? Breathing is part of body postures. You know, it, it breathing gets rapid, just like us, as, as the cat gets nervous or fearful. And then you got to look at the position of the legs and the tail, you know. And then there are head postures, which include the position of the head. You know, is it over the body? or is it lower to the floor? You look at the eyes, the ears, the whiskers, and the sounds they are making. So these are these these are 10 points, 10 body and head posture points that should all be taken into consideration when reading a cat's feelings. It's hard to generalize and take any one of these postures out of context and you know read it like we're talking about very big generalities here on the tail, which is why you're not able to pinpoint me down to an exact answer of what it means when your cat does that, because I can't see the rest of the room or the cat. <laughs> all, all you're explaining to me is, is the tails. So, you know, but generally a straight tail lowered to the floor means anxious or slightly unsure about their environment in some way. Wow. Okay, so Kim also asks, what does it mean when the tail is swishing back and forth when they're sitting? We see that often in, in uh, different variations. Uh, so, yeah, that's a good question. Well, again, you know, with no information about what's going on in the environment around the cat or any of their other of the, of the postures other than sitting, it's really difficult to answer what the cat's feelings might mean. You know, they could be, it could be annoyance. It could be fear at an approaching cat. You know, you look at this whole picture. Is this cat sitting there and another cat is walking across the room? You know, that would be telling me something about how that cat feels about the other cat in the environment. Um, you know, is it looking out the window? Is it sitting on a, on a bench looking out the window? You know, what... What's going on? You know, is it is it that it's watching you get the treats out? Is it excitement, anticipation of treat toss? Or is it annoyance at you leaving? You know, people will do that sit and tail flick as we're about to leave. You know, he watches. He knows exactly what our routine is. And when we start gathering things and putting on shoes and things like that that indicate they're getting ready to leave, you'll see him sitting there and that tail will be flicking. He's like, dang it, I know what's coming next and I don't like it. I'm anticipating something I don't like. And then it could also be, you know, there could just be like a teeny tiny little spider or flea or bug 
you know, climbing on the cat's skin, maybe close to the base of the tail or something, tickling that base of the tail, and it's and it's flicking, you know, because it, it's kind of like a skin ooge ooge. And then there was ooge ooge. <laughs> and then, you know, there was this cat that I worked with. This was really interesting. Her name was Lucky, and and she was put on the behavior list because. Lucky was a very confidently aggressive cat. And when we get a really difficult case, they would they would put the difficult behavior cases in the executive director's office, which, you know, was large-ish, had a little conference room table in there. And, and the executive director's a vet, so that, that helped as well. And we would go in and do our behavior modification sessions with the cats in the executive director's office. And this particular cat, Lucky, you would walk in and Lucky would, you know, notice someone walked in and she would walk over towards you. She was kind of a long-haired, darkish tabby. And she'd, you know, stagger over with relaxation. Tail would be straight up in the air and she'd take one sniff at you and then latch onto your leg and bite the crap out of you. Oh. <laughs> and so... I noticed that when she would sit down, that tail would would flick, and when she would walk and carry it up, it was flicking. But it was it was weird. It wasn't it wasn't moving right. It was like the the bottom third or half of the tail was stiff, and and you know it would move, but it wasn't flexing. And then mm. it would flex from kind of the midpoint. I have videos that that show her in sessions. You can see she was one of those kind of constant tail flickers and. I watched that for a while and I thought, you know, I wonder with the aggression and just that kind of little bit of oddness about that tail, I wonder if something's going on, if that tail was broken and maybe we've got some scar tissue in there or there's an injury in the lower part of the spine and it hurts to bend the bottom half of the tail so she's holding it stiff. So I asked if they could maybe do x-rays and see what was going on with this cat. And the x-rays showed that sure enough, there was there was arthritis in the cat's tail and um and so that was you know that was causing pain which very much could have affected her aggression in the shelter you know a lot of things contribute to cat aggression in a shelter shelter you know i'm frustrated i'm afraid and i can't do what i want and where's my home where are my people why am i here you know and so we were able to get her on some medication um, and and that helped, and she actually that had a good happy ending. She was adopted and not returned, so <laughs> All right. that worked. But, but you know, her tail flicking was was different. I had to kind of watch it closely to figure out that there might really be something wrong there. Wow, you know, and I we see this often, and we see this with Pico. Kim also is asking about. Um, she says that. She loves the way that her cat walks past her and drags the tail over her leg or just kind of wrap their tail around you. Is this a sign of affection or ownership? It sure feels like it from her perspective, and I think I feel like it from Pico's. Yeah, yeah, very much so, you know. Um, I had a – before Pico, there was, you know, there was Tabasco, the Pico – Pico, where I say Pico is Tabasco 2.0. And, <laughs> and when Tabasco was a kitten, he had a, well, his whole life, but he had this super long tail. And the vet, I remember when he was about 
four months old, the vet came and he said, that cat has about two inches of extra tail. He said, if he grows into that tail, he is going to be a monster. And he was big, but he always had a long tail. And his tail, it was like a monkey tail. It it was strong. And even as a kitten, I would pick him up in a football hold, you know, kind of under my arm, under his stomach and legs. And he would wrap that tail around my waist and my waist was smaller at the time, so the tail went farther around. <laughs> and, <laughs> and it kind of felt like he was holding on. You know, he was like, I'm holding on with my tail. And so, so yeah, you know, they do. It's kind of like, you know, it's a, it's a way of touching you and almost embracing you with their tail. And not every cat does it. Again, so if your cat doesn't do this, don't think that it means it doesn't love you. It's not true. It's, you know, think of it as a exclamation point to scenting you. Because usually when they do it, they're walking past you and they're likely touching you with their face, their cheek, the side of their body. You know, they have scent glands all down from the side of their face, down their flanks, you know, and then they finally kind of grab you with that tail wrap. You know, all those gestures say, I'm comfortable with you, I trust you, and I appreciate you, and I'm marking you as mine. Kind of like it does, you know, cats do with furniture. You'll see they'll, they rub all the furniture in the corners of the house. That means a cat is very comfortable in their environment. We, we look for that. That's a significant um, body language gesture of something that a cat does that um, indicates how comfortable it is in its environment. So when the cat's rubbing on you too, they're saying, I'm really comfortable with you. I really love you. I really, really like the fact that you feed me the most <laughs> <Yeah>. of all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Pico's very affectionate that way by rubbing on you and and all that. So I, I, that's, that's, that's great. Okay, so here's another question she's asking. Uh, cats who love to uh, stroke them, right up to the end of the tail and other cats that balk when you try to stroke them the whole length what does it mean when some do and some don't like to have that end of their tail touched well sometimes it's conditioning from kittenhood you know i oh speaking of kitten thank you thank you pico we don't need an, <laughs> another uh, we don't need another participant on the show right <laughs> he's uh on the keyboard, of course, and I thought I had all the doors closed in here, but apparently not. So say hi to everybody, Pico. <laughs> um, you know, loving, when I get a new yeah. kitten, he is. I'm, I'm, I'm rubbing on him here, and I'm touching his tail from the base all the way to the tip. And and you know, I did that ever since he was a kitten, and I do that with with all the kittens that I have. I I kind of lightly pull and I, I hate to use that word because I don't pull cat's tails but I, I pull the cat's tail through my thumb and forefinger with just a gentle pressure just enough to kind of feel each of those vertebrae bones you know I don't know if they're technically vertebrae but they, they look and feel like vertebrae you know and I do it I like the way a tail feels so my cats get used to that from a very young age but if a cat's not used to you touching their tail they might object you know and um you know, between the cat's backbones and the bones in the tail that are almost an extension of the backbone, you know, they, they have a lot that could also go out of whack there, just like people with back issues. 
you know, a, a cat's back is, is real flexible, but it's not uncommon for them to have injuries or arthritis, like we talked about, in their tail and spine. So, you know, the bottom line is pay close attention to what your cat is communicating to you with their body language. They could be showing you subtle signs of discomfort. You know, your goal is to keep the cat's stress as low as possible and interact with them at their own pace. Meet your cat where they are, you know. Don't try to force pets or touching them in places that they're not comfortable with. Um, I have a, we use a a chart when we, when we, when I train volunteers and staff in shelters and it's the Turner and Kessler cat stress score and it shows all these 10 body points body posture points that we talked about and describes what they might look like and and has you know different levels of stress from one being the most relaxed to six being the most stressed and so if you you can google Turner and Kessler cat body stress score chart and probably find it. But if you can't, um, shoot me an email and I'm happy to send it to you. And it's molly at cattalkradio.com. And Pico is like biting all of the pens and pencils on my desk. (laughs) 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 Got some serious body language going on here that says, Mom, I'm bored. I want you to play with me. Yeah, and so this has been very informative. Are there other tail positions that are communicating to us, you know, like the question mark tail that we talked about last week that you asked me about um, that we need to learn more about? Well, Jen, ow, Pico. <laughs> As you can see, we're having we're having a little play session on the desk (laughs) he's like mom you're not paying enough attention to me i'm gonna throw all this stuff off your desk okay pico enough all right so generally speaking think you know tail up is good and down is bad now defining good and bad specifically you know of course has to take into account the environment what's going on around the cat and of course all those other body postures we talk about but certainly a a tucked tail is bad you know that means it's it's fearful um a poofed tail means you know that the cat is fearful too you know like like pico does when he encounters something on a hike it is so funny oh now he's stealing my clicker rings no, are no. just uh, <laughs> when <laughs> when we're out on a hike and he might hear something or see something or smell something is usually the case that he doesn't quite know what it is and it and it might be a threat his tail just poofs out almost like just immediately just poof real quickly it's very funny but we shouldn't <laughs> be laughing cuz it does right. mean he's a little scared but you know when he does it if you notice his tail is straight up and he poops so it means something entirely different than when the tail is lowered and poofed you know kind of like a halloween cat i would call that a pilo erection but it's like the halloween cat it you know you see that tail is kind of arched at the base but then it's really down that that means i'm terrified you know but when pico does it i think he's feeling titillation and excitement and and maybe a little bit of fear all wrapped into one and now he is pulling everything off my bulletin board to try to get my attention (laughs) have we done an issue on attention uh, a podcast on uh, attention seeking (laughs) i think so because if we haven't 
I'm going to interview Pico because, oh, now he's chewing on uh, files. Yeah. Okay, Pico. <laughs> you know, so cat speak is very interesting topic, you know. Um, it, it uh, The more I think about it, the more, you know, you can start seeing some things. I think Kim's hitting on something very interesting here to probably a lot of people. I mean, everybody likes to think that they can speak to their cat, but, you know, is the cat really speaking to you? And I'm you get a lot of these people that go, oh, yeah, cat's speaking to me. But I think the tangible thing is, is, you know, if you can read the tail and the body positions and all that, that's a good thing. So I hope we've answered all the questions. And if any of our listeners out there have ideas for our show, please email them to molly, M-O-L-L-Y, at cattalkradio.com. And I'd like to invite you to help support the work Molly does. She provides these resources for free. She works many behavior cases for low-income families and does just because anything she can do to keep cats out of the shelters, she will do her best to do. So if you also care about the plight of shelter cats, consider sending us a gratuity donation. Uh, it's super easy. Just go to the store Cat Behavior Solutions website, scroll down to the bottom past the products, and there are different donation amounts that you can pick and choose, and then you can quickly check out, and we would appreciate it. And I know Molly um, put some Wait, wait, wait. Great <laughs> oh, before wait. You, yes, I do, and thank you. But before you check out so quickly and conveniently as we've made that for you, pick up some toys for your cat. We've got the new bouncy tails which are just awesome they're like super balls with feathers glued in them they are just too cool we have catnip sacks that are big like a 15 inch long chock full of catnip no fillers nothing like that so the cats you know can grab it and bunny kick it we've got the best wand toy in the world there's all kinds of stuff everything on the site is is geared for behavior in one way or another so Grab some new stuff for your cat because they get bored with toys. And it's free shipping for orders over $49. It tells you on there what to put in the thing to get free shipping. Also, while you're on the site, they're buying new toys for your cats and making a donation for us. Check out our blog because a lot of times people will send topics that aren't meaty enough to do a whole episode on. And I can answer them kind of simply in a blog. So there's a lot there. And find us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram. And this is, you know, it's we're all volunteer based. We, I, I don't pay Dewey, believe it or not. You'd think I'd oh, have to pay a lot no. for this level of talent. <laughs> but, oh yeah, right. <laughs> we don't pay Dewey. Actually, we're pretty easy to find. Just country boys in the middle of nowhere that don't really know a lot. Sign on the side of the road. Yeah, you know, we'll we'll co-host for food. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah, yeah. Co-host your podcast. <laughs> right, right. That no matter what the topic. Oh. That would be interesting. Um, and um, I don't pull any um, salaries or money out of the Cat Behavior Solutions. All that money goes to helping other people take care of their cats. And and so that's what we do. We do this so that you can learn how to take better care of your cat and, and learn ways to increase the bond between you. And we're going to keep doing it as long as Shelter, shelter euthanasia is, is the number, the number one, cause one cause in cause death in shelters. <laughs> <laughs> we can do it. We can do it. 
I botched that one up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I get better All with right. time. <laughs> you do, my love. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, hey. everybody. Until next time, keep calm and purr on. All right. Goodbye, everybody. You can be a cat lifesaver by helping to keep us on the air. In the U.S., about 10 cats per hour are euthanized in shelters due to behavior issues. Through this educational radio show, behavior consultations, seminars, and articles, Cat Behavior Solutions intercepts cat behavior problems in the home, reducing the number of cats who are surrendered to shelters. Make a donation at catbehaviorsolutions.com. That's catbehaviorsolutions.com. Looking for products that address specific cat behavior issues? On our website, cattalkradio.com, you'll find things that will create enrichment in the environment for your cat. Toys that will reduce boredom, the world's best and safest nail clippers, and much more. All proceeds support our mission, reducing the number of cats surrendered to shelters. Stop by the site and pick up a few tips and tidbits for your cat today. Visit cattalkradio.com and look for The Behavior Shop. Thanks for tuning in to Cat Talk Radio. Please join your host, Molly DeVos, for another episode of the program on the Voice America Variety Channel. Now, go make a connection with your feline friend. 